terrible. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> Let's do it again. Are we going to still look on it? Right. Nah. You go. Your turn. Just breathe and take your time. Are we actually rolling? <laughs> well, it's recording at the moment. <laughs> it's not a struggle unless it's a struggle. Like I know that sounds ridiculous, but for some um, some people, being an actor, a breeze. You're encouraging us to use this podcast to tell me our shit. <laughs> G'day, guys. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Acting, where professional actors Luke McMahon and Andrew Hurl. Talk about the week that has been and philosophize about... <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, that was close. Acting. <laughs> that was the word you were looking for. Uh, yeah, philosophize. Is it a word? That's it is a word, actually. Isn't I'm pretty it? confident. But do we lock it in? Actually, the only context that I've heard that in was... Uh, is that uh, the Royal Tenenbaums? Wes Anderson's film? Bill Murray's big comeback? You know where I heard it was uh, something in Chekhov? Oh, yeah. yeah. Of course. Philosophize. Philosophize. No, yeah, you might be right. That might be where it was. It was my word. Well, something I did. Yeah, and also uh, I did a production of The Seagull last year for. That was in there? Yeah, philosophizing. Right, and then we'll we'll assume that's the one. Lock it in. Where I played uh, Constantine, the depressive young artist. Not a role that's particularly familiar. Actually, we haven't really discussed that. How was that? Yeah. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Yep. Good. Pretty good. Done. Lock it in. No. Yeah, it was good. Because that, I mean, that was pretty, that was a um, pretty epic. That was the first play you did out of drum school? No, it wasn't the first play. No, 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 no. It was the, <laughs> yeah. Hey. Sorry. No, I was in a production, uh, New Work. Called Shrine by Tim oh, yeah, Winton. Oh, yeah, the first one. Yeah, over over in Perth for Black Swan State Theatre Company, and uh, I was fortunate enough to be asked back to in the following year, following season, uh, to yeah, perform yeah. Constantine in the Seagull. Yeah, because you got that one while we're at Whopper, wasn't it? Yeah, Shrine. The Shrine, yeah. Shrine was at Whopper. You auditioned for that as well. I did. Not quite as successful crew? as you. Yeah, obviously. I think <laughs> I think in general everybody was underprepared. Um, yeah, you it was were a just busy the best time. of the, <laughs> the unprepared. Wow, I'm known to wing it. <laughs> That's for sure. You did, you did do very well at the wing it. I remember we were doing um, poetry class um, oh one week, and um, I think we had a kind of substitute teacher. <laughs> I turned yeah. to you and I went, "Just, do you think you could just get up and make make one up?" <laughs> the beautiful thing about it was, it was the speci- it was the works of a specific. Poet. It oh, wasn't yeah, just. Yeah, right. It wasn't just poetry. You couldn't just get up and say a poem. Yeah, it true. had to be <laughs> in line with some poet's work. I'm trying to remember what happened. Did you get away with it? Yeah, I did. Yeah, right. Uh, because I I got up, and I remember one of the lines was about fragrant frangipanis. <laughs> fragrant frangipanis, and because you and some of the other people who were fully aware that I was absolutely not performing a work <laughs> from said poet started laughing. Um, I then turned the tables on you guys and I was oh like, yeah, I, cannot I, perform, I cannot perform yeah. with these guys <laughs> laughing at me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got in and trouble. And you I got think. in trouble. Yeah, yeah. 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 Genius. Um, so I did well. 
Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of impro there to, to, to flip it around and put it back on you. Yeah, very funny. Very happy with the result. Alrighty, well, um, let's uh, let's reflect. Um, how's let's how's this week back. been for you so far, Luke? Well, it's been um, a few weeks because we we took a week off or so, didn't we? Yeah, well, podcast. look, we've been busy. Um, sorry if you're waiting for the for the next um, episode and it's taken us this long, but yeah, we've we've been we've been busy. Um, my week has been pretty good, pretty good. I've done some work. And um, I've been doing some writing, which has been fun. Yeah, right. What are we uh, What are we working on? Um, I'm working on something. You know, um, I think a lot of times people try to write for audience, right? They go like, "What do people want to watch?" Mm. Um, and I've been actively trying to do the opposite of that. I go, "What do I What do I want to do?" Writing like, something really difficult. <laughs> what do audiences what is not want to watch? Yeah. <laughs> What will people hate uh, yeah, looking right. at? No, um, not that. But like, what do what do I want to do? And where would I like to produce something? In what space? Doing what? About what? Um, so I've been I've been writing a little little web series, maybe, or something that might turn into a pilot for some people who play golf. Right. Yeah, I've been playing a little bit of golf lately, and I thought, you know what, I would love to spend. A few weeks on a golf course, making some TV, and so yeah, so I could see that as a quite a good, rough sort of um, context for a TV show. Yeah, a little or bit comical, golf, you, know, yeah. you know. It's a space where emotions um, run riot, especially <laughs> if you have absolutely no <laughs> emotional yeah, control, oh my like God. myself. Um, it is. I remember playing that game, growing up with my cousin and my brother. And yeah, if you've got any issues with anger, it's got to be the worst, like, worst game to play, especially when you're not very good at it because the ball just doesn't do what you want. Like, I've seen just golf clubs just bashed into trees. <laughs> yeah. Just true yeah. tantrums. Yeah. It's pretty unbelievable. Um, and I have those issues, those <laughs> those emotional control issues where, where, you know, there was nothing necessarily wrong with what I just did if I've, I've just taken a a shot and and it's ended up in the trees um, one minute technical issue with a shot um, can lead me to doubt absolutely everything about my game right <laughs> so um so yeah it is a space where where there is um, a real range of emotions because yeah, um, correct me if i'm wrong but it's also one of these weird games where like you can you could have played it your whole life and it can still be chaotic. Like, you can still just take a shot. Like, my granddad used to play it a lot. And, like, you can still do a swing, and just every now and again, the ball just completely... <laughs> yeah, and just completely just shank it. Just, like, yeah, shank it. That's off good. into the trees, or, like, whoops, I hit it onto the highway of cars <laughs> off the golf course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, um, so I'm going to get a, a group of people together and see, or characters, a group of characters together and see what they can do. Mm. On the page, so I've been writing a little bit about that, and um, I've got an interesting audition coming up. Oh yeah, that I've received from the agent, which is nice. Nice to have something to look forward to. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been okay. Mm. It's been really busy because I've been moving house as well. Um, yeah, which is always a nightmare. An absolute <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> that was. <it. laughs> 
that's I was going to say, right usually what, whatever I say, you'll you'll have an opposite opinion with, but maybe that's one thing where no, no one can really agree. argue with yeah. that. No one's really Everyone will agree. Love moving out. Good move. Um, Changing locations, great. Yeah. I mean, that's fun. Yeah. yeah. Lifestyle change, great. But moving mm. house, Nightmare. especially like if you can't just afford to pay some random dude to do it for you, um, it's not fun. <laughs> it's not a fun activity. Um, I want to sort of loosely jump back to something you said before because I was thinking about uh, when we next recorded a podcast, I had a bit of an agenda. Mm-hmm. And you kind oh of dear. brought it up. But this issue of like when you're sort of talking about you're writing this web series, people are usually writing to cater for an audience or cater to like what might be perceived well by critics or whatever mm-hmm. else. And and I was speaking to my cousin earlier on in the week. And this is probably a more broadly creative um, topic. But, f- but for anything, if, if you're creating something, this idea of how much you let other people's opinions in. Yeah. So for me specifically, I'm talking about, I was releasing some music uh, recently and made a bit of a quick video clip for it. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah. And like just getting mixed people's opinions and everyone's sort of like, um, you know, people are trusted and getting people's opinions on, on something you've created and then going for people like, oh yeah, you know, do what you think is right at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But here's my opinion. And going... And just sort of gauging how much you do take that on. Because obviously there is value in what people are saying. Mm. Um, Well, not what everyone's saying. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I think it's an interesting thing. It's like this thing, like how how true do you... Like, obviously when you're creating something, you're being true to yourself. If you're doing it in in isolation. But... Then, how, yeah, how much yeah, are we well listening I mean, to people? Like, I guess there's a couple of things that are interesting about that, right? right. Because, um, yeah, you're obviously much more aware of the influence that people have on you if you're talking to them face-to-face or they send you a text or they send you an email and they're saying, oh, I felt like this, but, you know, at the end of the day, do whatever you think is right. But I think it's fairly safe to assume that there is probably tenfold that influence coming unconsciously into your work. Like, there are a whole bunch of things that are influencing you and what you create, um, and you become hypersensitive or aware of those immediate opinions. Um, but I think artistic work that, that an individual creates, it can never actually be in isolation. Like, we're, we're constantly influenced and things are constantly thrown at us. And it's all shaping. So, um, But then do you think if you get to the point with whatever you're doing, if you create a product or a piece of art or whatever, then and you're happy with it, that's mm. all that counts, and you go, okay, cool, locking that in. Yeah. Just put that out. Yeah, if you're happy with it, yeah. Mm. Um, but, you know, sometimes, um, and I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not the most open um, creative person. Um, often I don't listen as well as I could in, mm. in creating work. And um, and that's sometimes to my detriment. And at the end of the day, perhaps I, w- I would be more happy more often if I did listen to those people because 
when someone else has an opinion about my work and it's coming from a really honest, genuine place, that excites me, you know? Mm. Um, and hopefully some of those people that are giving you feedback about your music in the same ways about plays that I've written or, or, or characters that I've performed are coming from a really genuine, honest place and, and that they do, they excite you about where your work could could grow to or pivot to or mm. mature into. But I, uh, you know, I mean, I think your musical work is great. So, <coughs> but that's just my opinion. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, it's ju- it's just an interesting one, I think. How, uh, yeah, because it's a constant thing with creative stuff. You know, we're all incredibly sensitive. I think, or m- generally speaking, most people are pretty. It's a very scary thing to put stuff out there. Yeah, and then you know, <coughs> whoop, <laughs> and then boom, and then boom. Um, so, ha- wha- uh, what is your what is your instinctive reaction to this? Wha- yeah, what well has I just been I think it, why why well me like usually I'm pretty good and, and like I say I think the people I I ask for their opinions I always trust them and I think like you say they were being there was no sort of um, you know people were were being honest with me and people were trying to you know no one I was asking I think is out to get me or to give me a you know but were you fishing or not for comp compies yeah. No, I genuinely was. I think I just was like, um, I think I I made something that I think was more, um, more out there than usual. It was mm. less, um, <coughs> and I think any time you do that, do that, do something that's a bit more out of the box or a bit different for you, there just comes a sort of natural insecurity with it and worry that it's going to be that you've gone too far. It's been you know, going to be perceived in the wrong way or something. So do you mean Which that you created the work unselfconsciously and put it out there before you had the opportunity to be self-conscious about it? So I think when I create anything, talking specifically about songwriting, but if I'm doing writing or uh, perhaps even filming a monologue on my own or, or something like that, like mm-hmm. I've always been very good at not judging myself too too harshly. So I think I always create without too much sort of too much of that self-critic until probably maybe a later stage um so i think yeah i was happy with it completely really and then i went that sort of um self-conscious part of me went oh actually maybe this isn't very good which tends to happen a lot i think where the doubt kicked the doubt kicked in and then i and then yeah so that's just kind of what i was what i was talking about is whether you and it'd be interesting to see people's opinions on this about if you were happy with it in the first place, you went, okay, this is... I mean, obviously, there's doubt in everything you do, I think, or at least there is with me. But if you create something you're happy with, do you then go, yep, lock it in, put that out to the world or whatever? Or do you allow that room for people's feedback to then change it? And you know, Yeah, so it's like this process of drafting. Yeah. Draft, put it out there, see the feedback, draft again, change mm. it, change it. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, if you have strong opinions on this stuff, hit us up on Twitter, mm. Stage Milk, and on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Stage Milk. Um, yeah, I think that is absolutely interesting um, because I think it's something that people will be able to identify with really clearly is when you look back on um, 
even photographs of yourself from when you were 16 and you have like super dorky sideburns or whatever. Um, I was nowhere near sideburns. <laughs> well, you're still, still struggling. struggling. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there is def- I, I think there is definitely something to claiming where you're at right now in the production of, of work. Um, that's not to say that things don't take refining, but um, there, there always comes a point where you just have to commit to it, put it out there, claim it, it's yours. Mm. Um, so say, for instance, for your example, where you're potentially writing this web series or a pilot, mm. how, to what level do you think you'll let people in early on? Do you think you'll, you'll write pretty much get a final draft out and then maybe send it to a, f- a few select people or do you think you'll throw it out there and maybe have a read through like what will, will your process be do you think of letting people's feedback in yeah so i mean i'd love to show it to you mm. i think I, I think i've written the first step and yeah. it's pretty solid um and depending on the people that i could uh, encourage to be involved and that depends on the platform um you know, I would I would definitely allow, for example, cast to develop their own characters. Mm. And I think that's a really important part of the process that perhaps novices or people outside of the industry don't fully appreciate, right? Like, um, on those long-running TV shows, the characters that we all learn to love and know and want to know everything about, so much of their... And I'm not trying to take it away from writers because they have the ability to create a really um, dynamic platform for an actor to perform from and grow a character and then they work in relationship with the actor to to grow this what was just words on a page into something that we all identify with and is culturally significant um, but but it does take a talented actor to perform a role that everyone can identify with and struggle with and succeed with over mm. seven years. Um, and that's um, something that I would love. I would love the opportunity to do, to, to give an actor a script and for them to just take it away. Mm. and make it fantastic and for a director to come in and show their vision and all of that kind of stuff mm. so so you don't think it'll be not necessarily part of yeah. the writing mm. you know but how much the writing is influenced by other creative fields mm. so I think I would be open in that way but perhaps not so open as a writer letting another person write it mm. yeah yeah it's but interesting Sorry. Sorry. No, no, no. no. I, I, I think that um, you know, maybe it's maybe it's worth um, playing a little bit of it. Um, but I always go back to that um, interview of Bruce Lee when he's talking about the combination of natural instinct versus control, um, and I think allowing other people's opinions into your work can become controlling and perhaps um, excessively controlling. Like, oh, okay, come on in, collaborate, let's talk about it, let's see where it's going. 
uh, and let's manufacture the work. And then it becomes perhaps too tightly bound in the pursuit of perfection mm. where where perhaps more natural instinct and just bashing it out could be perhaps more beneficial. So, yeah, I really do think that it would be worth cutting in with some natural instinct versus control. Control. So, therefore, it is not only... I mean, so, therefore, it's not pure naturalness or unnaturalness. The ideal is unnatural naturalness or natural unnaturalness. <laughs> Yin-yang. Yeah. You're right, man. That's it. <laughs> I, I mean, I think that is... It's yeah. That's are a we on here? Uh, yeah, we are. Because even re-listening to that, the concept of a successful combination of natural unnaturalness is perhaps the most simply articulated um, example of what acting should be yeah it does relate very well to acting well no it is acting that's bruce lee talking, oh, he about, is talking acting. about acting yeah oh, i thought he was talking about and he comes at it from chops. a perspective of martial arts yeah wind yeah, chong yeah. um kung fu but but he's talking about acting but it's, it's actually and we won't say who they are but i think we <laughs> we can both relate to people that have are really good are both on the extremes you know we see you can see these actors who kind of um maybe have the technical aspects really down mm. you know and and you would almost call a mechanical actor and i think um stan talks about it a lot in his book like people can stanny 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 um can like you know can you can do everything in a scene perfectly and get your voice to a good level and mm. all this stuff um and then there's the other side where, you know, I remember seeing some actors where technically and with their body they're doing all this strange stuff, but they have this kind of magic that's like yeah. just unbelievable. Mm. And when, yeah, when they can come together, that is, yeah. Yeah, and also I think to realise that natural naturalness, <laughs> right? <laughs> um although for some people is the ultimate goal. For me, I think natural naturalness can be difficult to watch, um, certainly on stage, when it becomes so natural that it's de-energized to a point where it's no longer interesting as a spectator art. Mm. And that's the thing, isn't it? Like, you know, I think we, we had a great teacher who said something like that, like... I mean, theatre and acting in general isn't natural, you know. It's like, mm. um, it's all the something about all the heightened moments of of life in a scene, you know. Like, it's not actually really um, because if you if yeah if you're being natural on stage, you're a not going to be heard. You're yeah. not going to be you're not going to be seen. <laughs> yeah, just does their argument with their wife openly to the with their left foot <laughs> slightly left back foot, yeah. <laughs> yeah um yeah good video we'll, we'll we'll chuck that up in the um in the show notes yeah on the, the, on the, the page full, the full the version of it is definitely worth a look oh there's a longer interview yeah, yeah yeah right yeah it's a much longer interview and it and it touches on on 
all kinds of interesting stuff. Mm. Um, and it was something that I randomly had on a sample record. Um, oh, like w- techno and then he sort of says little quotes? No, there. actually not. So I won some turntables mm. off a, a morning, a Saturday morning video show um, thing. And like one of those music hits. Yeah, TV hits. TV hits. And I won two turntables and $3,000 worth of clothing. Some ridiculous amount of clothing. And the clothes were terrible. Just horrible. (laughs) But the turntables were awesome. Mm. And they came with a couple of sample records just for like scratching. Um... And I thought, you know, I thought, sick. This is beginning. This is the beginning of my hip hop, rap, and DJing uh, career. <laughs> um, so I, I would have loved to have seen that. Well, yeah. I mean, it may continue. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but this particular record had samples of Bruce Lee on there for for like mixing into your hip hop tracks or whatever. Mm. Unnatural naturalness. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Come on. Yeah. But it was really cool, and I and I heard that, and I followed up on it, and um, I've always come back to it as a as a reference to my core ideas of what of what acting is, and what it means to watch acting being done. Mm. Because I guess audiences transcend to a point where they're so convinced by characters that they no longer see what they're watching as actors creating work. Um, Mm. You know, because um, when you're starting out as an actor, often the cliche is like, oh, well, you know, you're flamboyant or you're excessively um, emotional or any of those things. And yet, all the people that have those negative opinions of actors watch movies and TV and they appreciate the artwork that is done by actors. It's just that um, perhaps they transcend to a point where they forget mm. that actors are entertaining them on a daily basis in those works. Yeah, well, who are we talking about it with the guy? Um, that poor guy. Well, not poor guy. He's probably very wealthy. But um, the guy from... Game of Thrones, who plays the the young king, Joffrey. Yeah, Joffrey. Yeah, like people come you up were, to him. You were talking to Joffrey? No, uh, we were talking about like how people come up to him in the street and actually like just heckle him, him and brag yeah. him out because they just can't. Well, he's got that really. He he, he did a, a a speech to an alumni speech to his university, didn't he? Right. I think he studied at Harvard. Yeah, right. It's oh, worth, we'll find worth that. watching. We'll yeah. that up as well. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so I think yeah, people do definitely... Um, Have you ever been uh, judged based on a character you play? Or have played? Oh, maybe not specific. I mean... But it's funny. I mean, especially in high school, because I I often erred to like those more flamboyant roles. Like I kind of... Right. The first thing I did was... You know, like a kind of cross-dressing character, 
with a yeah. high pitched kind of Scottish accent. You know, I think trying to make people laugh and doing ridiculous stuff was what I would always do and things with funny voices and accents sure, and stuff. Sure, sure. And it's funny that I think people, yeah. I mean, people, do, I didn't really get bullied for it or anything, but I think people definitely went, oh, he's the, he's the, the actor, the kind of, you know, people definitely had that. Oh, you're, a, you're so weird. You must be an actor. Yeah, a little bit. So I think, and doing those, you know, doing those roles kind of, yeah, I don't know. But no, have you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Unpack that story a bit. Well, um, I mean, it's happened on a couple of different... Uh, one really awesome example um, where where it worked really well was when when we were training and um, I played a role and some other guys in our year played a role, played roles that were really quite evil characters. Oh, yeah, sure. Um and our partners didn't want to <laughs> didn't want to see us after the show um, because that was so convincing. the The portrayal of the characters was mm. was at least that, convincing yeah. on a level um, that disgusted them in real mm. life. Um, and that's actually happened to me a couple of times uh, where I've played the bad guy. Ooh, <laughs> maybe that's indicative of something. <laughs> I don't know, but. Um, for Shrine, that show I was talking about earlier, um, my first professional play mm. out of drama school, worked a little bit beforehand, um, and there was nudity in the show. I was naked. <laughs> sure. It wasn't someone else's nudity. Yeah. I I got n- naked. Well, um, we're getting that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're naked. Okay. Sure. On stage in front of 700 people. Mm. Um, and I was quite obnoxious about the nudity. It was it was not, you know, my character enjoyed being naked. Sure. Whether, whether that means that I enjoyed it as an actor or not, I don't, I don't believe is relevant, not important. Because at the time I was playing a character and that character, in my mind, justifiably, enjoyed that nudity. Now, there were a couple of Q&A sessions (laughs) as part of that show (laughs) where certain audience members and in some of the publicity certain people wanted to talk about it and um, the reactions were not always so positive and some of the reactions were directed at me. Um, right. Yeah, the the negative feeling about how obnoxious and horrible my character was translated over to me being an obnoxious and horrible person. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, which is cool. I mean, that's really interesting, right? Mm. Like, I guess in some ways that's what we're going for. Mm. <laughs> in every way, I think that's what we're going for. Yeah. Yeah, but to be so yeah. convincing that people believe that that is and who we are in real life. And it's great because I think, I hear it a lot when people are like, you're in a play, everyone knows you're acting. Or like I've heard people say this a lot. It's like, um, no one thinks you're act, You know, you're actually in that. Mm. But I would actually argue that, well, at least when I'm watching, that, and it does happen to different degrees, but 
you absolutely do fall into this place where you your mind isn't any longer going oh yeah these are actors you know and it, even yeah, though we're trained as an act as actors and we can see the craft maybe not necessarily more clearly but we can see different we can see what's going on and we know how a film shoot works and shots and things mm. on on tv and stuff but we can still be like <laughs> like if i saw joffrey i'd probably still be a bit like you wouldn't you couldn't help but have some natural feelings i think yeah and that Do feeling it. for me would just be absolute delight in his <laughs> demise <laughs> yeah spoiler spoiler warning um yeah absolutely yeah that that ability for for people to transcend all of the indicators that say this is false this is being made up it's been written and rehearsed and mm. now it's being performed that's awesome that is definitely the coolest thing about what we do that we can tell stories and make audiences transcend to a point where they no longer focus on the fact that we're actors and that we're lit by colourful lights, mm. and that music is played to enhance mood, and all of that kind of stuff. It's mm. it's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah, a lovely, inspiring spot to end on. Let's do it. Um, Done. Hit us up at Stage Milk. Yeah, we'd love. It. I think we uh, Stage Milk. Yeah, let us you know your p- thoughts on. Um, I thought it was an interesting point earlier about creativity feedback letting other people in when you uh performing or writing or whatever yeah it's like the auteur versus collaboration Mm. and we'll also chuck up uh, a couple of videos great videos we had and the song we were talking about earlier and hopefully we'll see you next week yeah